This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Green Pulse, a podcast series by The Straits Times where we analyze the beats of the changing environment, from biodiversity conservation to climate change. This is Audrey Tan, and today we're going to talk about how to keep clean to keep well during this outbreak of COVID-19. I have four guests with me today who are here to talk about this topic from different angles, and they are Mr. Masago Zukefli, Minister for the Environment and Water Resources and Head of the SG Clean Task Force, Professor Wang Linfa, Director of the Emerging Infectious Diseases Program at Duke NUS Medical School, Mr. Tai Ji Chong, Director of the National Environment Agency's Department of Public Cleanliness, and Mr. Edward De Silva, Chairman of the Public Hygiene Council. Okay, so I mean, uh, Minister, yesterday you launched uh, the national campaign for <coughs> to fight against dengue, yes. right? So um, we have also reported more cases this year compared to the same period last year. Double. Double. So what do you think would be the impact of a large increase in dengue cases? I mean, amid the current outbreak. You know, we ought to be reminded that uh, last year there were twenty deaths uh, arising mm. out of dengue, and uh, for us. In in Singapore, dengue is here to stay. Uh, the COVID-19 hopefully uh, has is here, but will go away. Um, we must therefore not lose uh, our sight on something which is also as dangerous. Uh, will also cause uh, losses to our. Uh, we might lose our loved ones, uh, those who are <coughs> our friends, and even some someone in our community. So. Given that the increase in uh, breeding, increase in uh, infections mm. in the community, and also in the number of clusters around Singapore, uh, we decided to bring forward uh, the campaign to fight against no, uh, uh, the dengue mosquito. We call it the Mozi Wipeout. Instead of doing it in May, we do it right in in March, two months ahead. Uh, we we hope that as as much as we are worried about. COVID-19, uh, we must not lose sight of ensuring that the breeding places where these mosquitoes always uh, like to breed, and these are usually our mm. homes, uh, we do not uh, become lax. Uh, yes, we start washing our hands, it's fantastic, mm. we, we don't throw tissue, we don't leave tissues on the, on the table, but please, you know, continue to do the things that we have always been doing year after year to bring down and to keep suppressing the, uh, the uh, breeding of mosquitoes because that's the, f- that's the only and best uh, defense against dengue transmission. So by reducing the breeding of mosquitoes and reducing the number of dengue cases, it kind of reduces the threat to the population. Yes, it's almost like the r not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you kill the mosquitoes, mm. you, 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 you cannot eliminate dengue mm. because we travel. So some, some of us will go out sometime and then they can contract dengue and then they will, then they will come to out within us. But if the mosquitoes do not breed as much or do not transmit as much, then the number of clusters will be small and the number of transmission will also be small. And this is quite apparent uh, in uh, Tampines in my, in my division where we have been releasing these Wolbachia mosquitoes mm-hmm. for about three years. Now, in these areas where we have done, we have done this, the, trans, the breeding of the mosquitoes or the, 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 the index have gone down so much to suppress about 90 to 95% of this mosquito breeding. And do we have a dengue situation in that area? Yes, we do. 
But because the, the number of mosquitoes is not that huge, uh, it's not as much as, as what's normal, the clusters closed quickly and the infection was very small. But we cannot rely on, on such technology alone. That mm. means uh, hoping that we, we can uh, produce ma many of these Wolbachia mosquitoes and then uh, 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 releasing it uh, everywhere where we have this problem. We really have to suppress this breeding first so that this, this weapon can, own, can be used when we need it, not something that we keep, keep using it uh, when we don't. It's not just expensive. I do not know what the, uh, the, the other effects, like social effects of having mosquitoes all around you mm -hmm. all the time, and it, it's really irritating. But if we can keep it down, uh, we will don't have to suffer such problems. Yes, so maybe I can add, you know, it's really interesting, Minister, and also for Singapore now, you know, during COVID-19, our dengue incidents actually doubled. So for your reader, you know, uh, general public, it's very important to know that COVID-19 and the dengue are very two different viruses. You know, COVID-19, we worry about human-to-human -human transmission. That's why, you know, the, the hygiene and the, the contact prevention and the social distance is very important. With dengue, as the minister said, it's going to stay in uh, uh, Singapore and it's a mosquito vector transmitted virus. So it's really interesting, you know, we're doing everything in terms of uh, 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 reduce the contact and the social distance, yet for dengue, it's not having impact because it's a different virus. So we still need every citizen to work on to reduce the breeding, you know. So these are two different viruses and two different approach, but the, the principle is the same, it's every citizen's responsibility. So the point I, is, we don't, have, we don't <laughs> want to have two crises to fight. Yeah. <laughs> so can I take on from that, yeah. you know, from what Mr. Pafang yeah. said? Actually, um, in my mind, in the earlier years, I was wondering what happened to people's fears on dengue. Mm -hmm. We had triple the number of cases. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We have, every year we have more deaths, but nobody cared. So I think it's, and I think what Prof Wang has said, now there are two different kinds of mm -hmm. viruses in a way. But as far as the public hygiene is, is concerned, we feel that it covers both the, mm -hmm. the COVID-19, the, the things that you have to do to, pick, to take care of yourselves, as well as the dengue. Because it's, it's your personal health. It's your personal responsibility to ensure that you, that you conduct and you, and you handle things in the most responsible way. And that's why it's important, even for dengue, at home, don't you, you empty your, your, your trays and your, mm. your utensils where there's water. For, <clears throat> and we, can, we hope that in time to come, irrespective of COVID, we should raise the standards of social norms. Mm -hmm. Raise it ab above what is happening. Bring back to a level whereby we can say that we are able to reduce and mitigate any other forms of potential viruses around. That's what I think we like to look at in the years ahead. If, if our readers do not, are not already frightened of a dengue, mm -hmm. let's give me one more fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we are discovering today, there's something called serotypes and maybe yeah, Prof yeah, want, yeah. To, yeah. want to talk yeah. about this more. This is more technical subject. Yeah. But what, I've been, what I know yeah. is that what's spreading around now is what we call dengue 3. It's a serotype of uh, dengue which mm. is not common in Singapore. Mm. All these years, uh, we've had dengue 1, dengue 2, and that means uh, mm -hmm. all of us probably have some form of immunity against it. And the last time we had a dengue 3 outbreak was 30 years ago. 
which means that there's a generation of us which did not have the antibodies or the, the, the immunity against such a dengue. We are watching, we see what the impact of this is, but uh, I, I am alarmed that mm -hmm. uh, it's not just an increase in the number of dengue cases, mm -hmm. but there's a serotype change. Uh, we do not know what it's called a serotype switch yet to announce this, mm -hmm. but uh, it's certainly something for, to cause alarm. Now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Green Pulse on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or even on Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. Now, back to our discussion on how to keep clean to keep well during this outbreak of COVID-19. Actually, Prof, on that note, so, I mean, Minister said with the spread of the new serotype, yeah. people would have less immune immunity That's built right. up against this. So does it mean that those infected will, uh, with dengue will be more susceptible to COVID? Yeah, so this is an uh, interesting question. So far, there's no scientific evidence because this is a very two different viruses, you know. And uh, the only possibility is you infect with dengue, you may weaken your immune system and make you more susceptible. I think you know, a few weeks ago, there was some kind of a report of to say Singapore has the first patient has both COVID-19 and a dengue. And later, I think the scientific evidence suggests that you know, it's IgM positive for dengue, but PCR positive for COVID-19. So we have evidence of the virus in the body for COVID-19, but for dengue, it was an antibody test. But the IgM can stay in your body for a long time. So still, it's not a, the hardest evidence to say it's a co-infection. So it's a sequential infection. Somebody had a dengue and followed by COVID-19. So I don't think that we have strong enough evidence to say either infection dengue you know, predispose this or make you more likely to get infected with COVID-19 because the cases are so, so small right now. So, uh, so just to give our readers <laughs> or viewers like a bit of a background, so basically a serotype test, test for antibodies which is usually um, produced by the body after the infection. Yeah, the serotype, for dengue now we can do both. So we can, if the virus is still in your body, we can do a PCR sequencing to say clearly, you know, these are the more accurate tests, the genetic material. I always say this is black and white. Mm. You can tell it's one, two, three, or four. And as the minister says, you know, usually it's one or two are more dominant in Singapore. And uh, so we're watching mm. the space. If three comes in, it means that the herd immunity, the general public, are less likely to be protected. But for dengue, you know, it's also that it's uh, another compli uh, com complicated situation is that if you had a different serotype, like if you have been exposed to dengue one or two before, now, if dengue 3 hit you, then you actually have more chance to get a severe dengue, something called you know, antibody-dependent uh, enhancement. So this is something that, uh, you know, for dengue, and then for coronavirus, the, the scientific community is also watching that, whether ADE will play a role. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the scientific research on co-infection between dengue and uh, yeah. COVID is still not robust, yeah. but it will still help mm. everyone, you know, reduce the spread of two kinds of uh, viruses mm. going around by taking precautions against mm. mosquito breeding. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, no matter which infection is going to attack your immune system, right? Mm. So that, you know, uh, which is bad. So that with the current COVID-19 circulating, you just want to keep healthy and avoid any infection, whether it's dengue or COVID-19. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us. And that's a wrap for Green Pulse. And we hope you enjoyed our discussion. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. 
You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times, the Business Times, and Money FM eighty nine point three.